today on The Breakdown. We continue our stroll through the World Series of Poker main event final table of 2018. Notable hands, interesting thoughts, interesting things. Grant and I are going to talk about all of it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, it's part two. If you haven't yeah. listened to part one of our main event diatribe, then uh, go back. Yeah. Do that. This is, uh, it's, it's the sequel. It's the breakdowner. It's like the equalizer two. It's like die harder. More equalizing. Yeah. More breakdowning. More even better, even bigger breakdowning than before. If you yes. thought last, last time we broke down things, well, we'll just get ready for now this. Now there's a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's, let's start. We're going to talk about three different hands here. Yeah. And uh, we're going to culminate in the hand, the ultimate hand, as they would say. It is, it is actually, in some the, ways, the ultimate hand. Right? Well, that it, by definition, is the ultimate yes. hand of the main event. Um, but we're going to start with what I'm going to title The Elimination of Young Joe Catta, <laughs> which is kind of a similar title to like The Hanging of the Coward Jack McCall or something like yeah, that. No, it sounds like a chapter in a Quentin Tarantino movie, honestly. Yeah. Like so, one of the Kill Bills. Yeah, so let's have like a long protracted shot of somebody walking. You don't know who it is. You just see their arms swinging back and forth from like a very close angle. But the music is good and it's it's interesting. Yeah, and you're like, what's going to happen? Oh, there's I thought there's something over in the corner that it really I should oh, be paying attention to. Swords! The camera doesn't care, though. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the elimination of young Joe Cata was quite a heartbreaking moment for uh, yeah. poker enthusiasts everywhere. It was not quite on par with Daniel Negreanu's 10th place elimination in 2015 or Phil Ivey's seventh place elimination in 2009 uh, at Joe Cata's original win, of course. Yeah. But people were really rooting for this kid because he was. seems like a nice kid, seems like a good player. Having a two-time champion in the post-Moneymaker era would have been really cool and probably would have been a boon for poker, at least a small boon. And you mostly root for the people you've heard of, right? I mean, yeah. that's sort of what happened. That's just the way it works. I yeah. was rooting for Kelly Minkin when there were like 40 people left or 50 people left because I was like, I guess that's the person left to root for. And then she was out. So I'm like, I guess we're down to Cata. Yeah. Can we talk about a hand Kelly Mickin played really quick? Sure. Really quick. And I really don't understand. Oh, okay. It was back. It was like kind of her downfalls. She had like 30 blinds and she opened on Benjamin Pollock of third place yes. finish last year. Uh, his big blind, he had 19 blinds. He, she had queen jack off. He defended with king eight of spades. The flop was king deuce four rainbow. He, oh, yeah. He check raised. Uh, she bet some normal amount. He raised to some normal-ish amount. But if she called with her queen jack high, would leave him with half a pot left, a little bit more than half a pot left. He check raised the king eight, by the way, which is kind of a baller move with 19 blinds in the king high flop. He's like, I'm just going for maximum value. Mm. She called yeah. with the queen jack. Turn came a complete brick, like a low card. He checked. He checked. She, she bet 500K into the pot of 1.9 million, and he had 1.1 million total, and he moved in, and she just folded. Yeah. Like, what is she doing there? All right. Here's my best guess without knowing anything. Okay. She's used to people taking shots at her, and because she's Kelly Mink and her image is that she's so tight that when she calls check raises, people just give up left and frickin' right. So she knows she doesn't actually have to have anything. She, if she's in position, she can call check raises. They check fold constantly. That's, gonna be, that's the only possible explanation I can come up with. Otherwise, it's bizarre. Yeah, but especially considering that Pollock started with 19 blinds. Yeah. He's not going to be messing around that much. Yeah. It's like pretty tough to mess around on a uh, dry, dry king high board there. Uh, I agree. I agree. I wouldn't expect him to be messing around, but it must be that she's used to people doing that to her, right? Yeah. 
I mean, she is. She had another really big run in the main event. Yeah, she's obviously doing something right. Yeah, though. she's really doing things correctly. Um, clearly, so I feel like I feel like I actually leaning towards giving her the benefit of the doubt, which is not something. When we did the last breakdown of her hand, the only breakdown we've ever done of one of her live at the bike hands, where I would say we really weren't giving her the benefit of the doubt, well, reasonably so. Based I mean, on I think her but. plays are completely nonsensical in that hand. Um, I think so too, unless she was super above the rim. But I, I mean, it's hard if you to go back and listen that. to what we said. It's kind yeah. of unimpeachable, like. There's no way you're getting value with Kings there. Right. No, yeah. she has to be turning her, her overpair into a bluff there. That's the set, only way. Set into a bluff. Oh, it's a set. Oh, now it's really hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I forgot it was a set. All right. Anyway, but you know, it's, that's also been a year and she's played a lot of poker and maybe she's figured out how people play against her and she, this is her response. And I bet you this play actually works really well. If people check raise her on the flop and she calls. I bet you they check raise. I bet you they check fold constantly. On the yeah, but you can't just be blind to stack depth. I agree completely. I agree. I think it's a much different play if they're 100 blinds deep. I'll say this. We don't know enough about their dynamic if there, if there was a dynamic or not. There may True. have been a dynamic where this was totally reasonable, but otherwise it seems, it seems bad. That was just kind of a strange, yeah, it seems really almost bad. shocking hand to me. Yeah. I feel a little bit more inclined to give her uh, the benefit just because she had another big run in the main event in like second and like three or four years. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not trying to take anything away from her as a player. She's yeah. probably very good. I just I feel like that play was strange. It seems bad. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the final table. Okay. So we're here in the, uh, the elimination of young Jokata. Yes. Uh, so this happened just a couple hands after his hand that we talked in depth about on the last podcast against John Sin, where it started to look like Jokata had some breathing room and he was like, you know, finding his nooks and crannies and he was going to make his way and win again, you know, yep. after his weirdly, weirdly played hand against John Sin. And now he's up to 47 million at the 1 million big blind. So he's got plenty of room to play. Yeah. And he opens pocket tens under the gun, having just opened kings the previous hand and getting no action. And now he has tens. And Tony Miles, three bets. Tony Miles doesn't have Jokata covered by a lot, but he does have Jokata covered. Do we know the amounts here? I think, I think Jokata had 47. I know that. I think Miles had something like 60. Okay. Um, Miles, three bets is ace king to seven million. And that's normal. That's fine. Sure. Joe Ketta ships 47 million at Miles. And it was 47 blinds because we we're at 500K yeah. a million blinds. Yeah. And Miles goes into the super tank. Yeah. Eventually calls. Yeah. And eliminates Joe Ketta when he flops the king. So the two major questions are, is it a good play to ship 47 blinds with 10s here? And is it a good play to call off with ace king off? I'm really glad we're talking about this because I'm not sure is my quick answer on both of these. I feel clearer about Miles' decision than I do about Kata's. Okay. Um, we're, we're five-handed or six? We're five-handed. Five-handed. Yeah, yeah, we're five-handed. Joe okay. Kata got fifth for $2.15 yeah. million. Okay. Being five-handed makes it feel like, first of all, four-betting tens can't be that bad five-handed when we have 47 blinds. It can't be that okay, bad. Okay. So just categorically four-betting, sure. I'm, I'm more inquisitive about the sizing. Okay. But, it, but when Miles makes it seven... I mean, how much do you want to make it if you don't want to make it 47? What, what, what's a small four bet to you? I guess a small, you can make it 17. And I mean, like if he has any fluff in his range, that's going to work equally well. And we're going to never fold to the ship, I guess. Well, then we should be shoving. Okay, why? Because we're committing, but this way we get to, like, why do we want to make, like, you're basically saying you want to make it 17 to fold out things, but you're going with it anyway. So why not shove and get, make sure you get rid of stuff? That what if we make it 17 and he ships some of the hands he would have folded that we have in bad shape? 
Um, like like if he what? Sevens, eights, nines. He's never doing that. Ace queen, which I guess we, ace queen. We want him to fold ace queen right. anyway. Like but. I don't, I don't think he's shoving sevens or eights when we four bet there to a, more than a third of our stack. I'd be really surprised if he was shoving sevens and eights and probably nines. Um, if he's shoving those hands, if he's shoving nines, he's probably calling nines. Honestly, after we four bet, he's probably just overvaluing them either way. Um, ace queen. The thing is like king queen of clubs, ace queen, weird stuff like that that he decides to like. If he loses his mind, which I don't think he would, honestly, if we make it 17. But since, since we're going with the hand, I don't know why we want to like... It's only 10s. Like, All right. I don't care about being five-handed. I think this is a bad stack depth to four-bet 10s. It's a weird stack depth for sure. And it, I was sitting there trying to decide, what is Joe even going to do here? It's, it's all sort of poopy, you know? Like, you can't fold. Of course. I think you can call. I mean, you're deep enough to call and like play post-flop. I mean, you can... But we're going to have to make a decision pretty quickly for most of our chips, right? Like, yeah, I mean, so and what and if it's an ace high board, we're going to fold. If it's a king high board, we're in a tough spot. If it's a queen high board, we're not going to fold something like that. Yeah, I mean, we hope it doesn't have an over. There's going to be what 15 million in the pot and we're still going to have 40 million. There'll be some play. Yeah, okay, that's true. You know what? That is true. We're not 30 blinds effective here. We're right. 47 right, blinds right, effective. Right, right, right. 47 is a lot more than 30. I was in a spot like this actually against Jesse Sylvia where I opened nines. And uh, this on day three of the main this year. I opened nines and he three bet and I had like 45 blinds. And I was like, I, oh, no, no. He didn't three bet. He just three, me, three bet me the hand before. And he was thinking about three betting me again. And, and I was thinking, I don't think I can fold to Jesse Sylvia's second three bet in a row with two nines. And I don't think I can call either with two nines out of position against Jesse Sylvia. Like, Why? Because I'm he's going to outplay me. Because I'm going to I'm just going to put in you know twenty percent of my stack here and then fold too much. So I think the move is to re-raise, but it's, I have, don't I have too many blinds to do it. And I was trying to figure out what to do. I was thinking maybe I just have to go with it anyway. I don't really know. And I, and luckily he folded and didn't do that. But I was I was it's sort of a similar spot in some ways. It's not the same, but. This sort of like, ah, my stack, I've got mid 40s and I've just, I've only been three bet, you know? It just feels like there's, a a, lot of there's enough maneuverability here that we don't have to be like, I can't flat. We, we don't have to feel that way. Mm-hmm. I think I, I really prefer flatting to what Kata did. I know, of course, he could have doubled up and been a massive favorite to win the tournament. And I, I just feel like it's, it's a bit of a disaster. Like, Miles is folding nines, right? I think when we shove 47 blinds, he's folding like, nines. No question he's, fold, he's folding I nines. I mean, look, unless if we make it 17 and he's shoving nines, then he's calling nines here too. But otherwise, he's folding nines. Yeah. I think he's folding nines. I think he's folding ace-queen. Um, I think he's... Ace-king's close, but I, you know, we know what he did. So I guess King. the whole point of this shove is to avoid the spot against ace-king where like Miles tanked for like four or five minutes with ace-king. Yeah. Maybe you would have folded ace-king and Cata would have been happy with that. The problem is we're risking 47 million to win... Well, I guess it's now like 12 million. That's pretty good. But it, it's more than that, right? It's not just that. We're also risking a, a shot. Sometimes he's going to insta-call us and we're dead. Yeah, every time he insta-calls us, we're dead. With Jax, he'll take a second and call us anyway. He's going to find a call with Jax. Yeah. I got to believe. If he yeah. called with Ace-King, he's going to call with Jax, right? Yeah. He's calling with Queens for sure. Calling, we're five-handed. He's calling with all those hands. It feels like it's just too much. I mean, I agree. My inclination would be to call here, but I would hate my life, and I would be really worried about check folding way too often. And like When it's a seven-high board and he bets 11 million like he does, we're just going to call, and now we're half our stack's going to be in there almost. I mean, yeah, but it's don't ask the good. question as if that's dumb because the point of this whole exercise, I think, is that 
when we have this stack depth and like a pretty good hand, it's crappy no matter what when yeah, you get three bets. That's right. So it's it is. all about choosing the lesser of the evils. Okay, that's fair. And that's fair. So I think the lesser is to call. That is my opinion. Because 47 blinds just feels like way too much to ship into oblivion, essentially, where we're just folding out. It doesn't matter what our hand is because 10s are not blockers. Yeah. Like we could do the same thing with deuce four. I mean, it's clearly not true. It does matter what our hand is. We're up against the ace king and we, yeah. we're 53%. Instead okay. of deuce four, we're 40%. All right. 10s and deuces deal. are the same then. Yes. Because we're folding out nines, yeah. we think, either way. I you agree with that. Well, the only difference being the double paired boards, which is not a ton of equity. Okay. But yeah. You so, see what yeah, I'm they're, not, they're close to the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the bigger concern for me, and this isn't necessarily as true when I had 40 some odd blinds against Jesse Sylvia potentially, is that we're Joe Cadden and we're five handed at the main event final table. We're the best player here. We don't have to like shove 47 blinds and hope the guy doesn't have Jack's plus when he just three bet us. Yeah. You know, we don't have to make that decision. Miles had not been three betting a ton, by the way. Not at that point. No, he started when they got heads up, but before that he really wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and it actually speaks to his, to at that point anyway, how tight he and everyone was playing that he tanked for five minutes with ace king. Right. Well, it is a weird, bad spot with ace king. Like Canada doesn't really have ace queen ever. Right. I don't know. He has tens. Maybe he does have ace queen. Maybe. Maybe he's like, what are you calling me with? Like, it's so hard. I actually block things now with ace queen. Like if you have Kings, I I'm 33%. It's hard for you to call. Like, I don't know if you're calling with ace king anyway. I mean, tens and ace queen against the range you're trying to fold out are not that different. Maybe ace queen suited Kata feels comfortable calling because there are so many more favorable flops for him. I mean, there aren't that many more favorable flops, but there's a few. It definitely helps. It helps. I don't know. I mean, Kata can't fold ace queen suited, right? If no. Kata's not folding ace queen, no. but the question is, is he shoving it? I don't like shoving that or tens. No, I don't either. I don't like shoving anything. No, 47 blinds is too much. So if let's say we have kings here instead of tens and we're like, we want to get more money in the pot. So we don't. So what we do is we make it small enough. So there's at least we, we sort of um, we uh, do do homel it against Joe Chong, right? Yeah. Where we, we don't click it back, but we come close to clicking it back. He made it seven. We make it 13. Okay. So now there are 14. There's actually perceived fold equity. We haven't put a third of our stack in. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get value with our Kings. If an ace comes, it's going to suck. We know he's calling with his, with ace queen plus here. He's probably folding ace jack anyway. If we make it 14. Yeah. Um, he might fold ace queen. Honestly, he's going to shove some, but this maybe makes it easier for him to shove other hands. So maybe 14 is better. And if we make it 14 with two tens and he shoves on us, I guess we fold he's trying to avoid that by shoving uh, yeah he's like a, it, against ace king you yeah know? the problem is if we're shoving against ace king we can't believe he's we can't be so sure he's folding ace king if he three bet he's gonna three bet fold ace yeah. king here right i think i just think flatting is better and i think at this stack depth we have to mix in some flats with our aces and kings too mm. that's reasonable but i yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of all these huge shoves that everyone's doing these days yeah. like Dyer, when they were three-handed, was shoving 22 blinds. Mannion was doing this, too, I think, with, like, ace-jack and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, that seems really bad in this structure against this these opponents. Like, play those hands normal. It's fine. You lose you lose six blinds. You still have 16 blinds. You can still you can still jam in it. You can three-bet jam. It's fine, you know? You have full equity. It's no big deal. It's all the same. You're getting called by pretty much the same range. Who cares? Like, it's better to play normal poker in, in these spots. But no one seems to want to do so it. So do you ultimately agree with me that Cata's decision was not your favorite and you prefer a flat? I think so. I'm honestly, I feel like this is like similar to like the last time with Cata where we sort of were disagreeing. This was on the turn when I was saying, I think he should jam. We're going back and forth on yeah. that. Um, I feel like 
I think I agree with you, but I could really be convinced otherwise. Well, I'm not really clear on what's best here, except 47 blinds feels like way too much and is way outside my four bet jamming. And I'm sure amount. some Wonka type player is listening yeah. right now and is going to show us the poker snowy numbers yeah. that, that say that tens is like a clear jam here. But that's not the, the si- poker like, snowy numbers. I yeah. feel like you just combine two different things. Okay. The poker snowy analysis. Okay. Sorry. I'm just looking out for you, man, because they're going to come and they're going to come after you even more when you say that. That's all. The poker snowy analysis yeah. that says two tens is like a clear jam here. And it's obvious, but like it feels so weird to be jamming these sizes when we have skill advantages. And also like the spot is so different than other spots and there's yeah. ICM to consider. Yeah. Also, Miles is I mean, Miles is probably going to continue and we can call on favorable boards to us. And sometimes it's going to be a little hard to know what's a favorable board like a king high board. We probably have to call once. Right. Um but then he's not going to continue to continue. He's not going to put in a second. He's not going to bet the turn if he doesn't have anything. I don't believe if we call a three bet and then call a flop bet, like where it's, it's a lot for him too now. You yeah. Know? So that's good. But it does mean we may put in like 40% of our stack and then fold on the turn, which sucks. But we're usually folding correctly when we fold. Yeah. I mean, it, like you said, it, it's all bad. There's no really good answer to this. Right. So the only question is, what's the best of the worst answers, right? Yeah. What's the best of the bad answers? I think having a skill advantage makes flatting better. Yeah. Maybe Kat had thought he could actually fold out jacks and ace-king, and I don't think he thinks he can fold out queens. I don't right? know. When you jam 47 blinds, it doesn't feel like you have aces or kings too I often. I agree. I would call pretty quickly with queens there. I'd be like, yeah. if you got it, you got it. You know, we're five-handed, 47 blinds, four-bet jam. Feels like an easy call. I feel like jacks is an easy call, too. I think the tough spot is ace king, mm-hmm. which is what miles is in. So let's talk about his decision a little bit. Okay. What do you think he's supposed to do? Call or fold? I think he's supposed to call sucks for 40 more blinds and yep. he's got like 60 million to start the hand. He's down to 13 million. If he loses. Yep. I think he's supposed to call anyway. Uh, my main reason is ICM based where like the next spot up is like a quarter of a million dollar jump or something like that. Oh, no, it's more than that. It's, Joe kind of got 2.15. I think the next spot was 2.85. No, 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 no. That's not the point. That's not the jump. The jump is the one before it to this. No, we're already at this. Yeah, you're right, what are you right. talking we're, about? You're, 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 you're right. You're right. Um, I think it's a 600, 600K jump, but whatever it is, there's so much money to be won, right? Yeah. This is not a hand we're going to three bet fold for this amount if we want to try and win the tournament. Right. And it's okay to decide, like, I want to ladder up, but if we want to ladder up, then we probably play ace king differently in this spot, yeah, right? We flat. We flat, or we we three bet bigger, so we're you know so we're more clearly committed to the pot. Um, we could shove it ourselves if we want to lose our mind. I mean, I've seen people do that. Yeah, I don't like any of those. That'd decisions. be terrible. Um, I think the play is to do what he did. You three bet call it off, and you know sometimes you're out or basically out. You're down to thirteen blinds and in trouble. Um, and when that doesn't happen, when you get to win. It's awesome. By the way, a lot of the time, this doesn't happen, right? A lot of time, you three-bet, he folds. Yeah. And it's great. Or you three-bet, he calls, and you went on the flop, whether you get there or not. Right, right. But we're not talking about that. We're well, talking about the decision after Kata shoves. Right. No, I understand. Okay. I feel like I feel like 8.8 million is first place, and we've locked up like 2 million, right? There's yeah. so much money to be won. There's $6.7 million to win. This is the way you win it, right? You don't fold ace-king in this spot. Yeah. If it was for 200 blinds, I would fold. Sure. But it's not. It's for 47. And by the way, we're not out. We still have 13 blinds. You can still come back and win the tournament anyway. Miles was the short stack when they were 10-handed, so he knows that from experience. Yeah. Um, probably does. Yeah, I think I, I ultimately agree with you, but it, 
I understand why he would tank for a while because it's like, God, yeah. uh, he like really doesn't have ace queen here. Right. Like, he's, it's always a flip. But now you've given yourself a price where the flip is okay. And again, you could talk yourself into either thing if you care about that. I mean, look, I would care about the 600K money jump. Don't get me wrong. But I would care more about the $6.7 million jump to first place, which I now have a real chance to win, like a real chance to win if I, if I get this. I'm going to be in second in chips if I win this pot, right? Yeah. By the way, Kata just shoved 47 blinds. It's unlikely he has ace queen, but he is Joe Kata. He's the guy who's most likely of anyone in this group to have a weird hand. I'm not saying he can. I don't even know if he can have a weird hand, but if anyone does, it's him. Right? Yeah, probably. So that's good. That's good. I don't think he's going to ever turn up with ace queen here, but he turns up with tens, which isn't super far away strength wise from it ace just, queen. I can just imagine being in Miles' seat though and be yeah. like, oh, this is really not what I would I want to fold very badly. This is not what I wanted to happen. <laughs> right. I would very much want to fold, but I wouldn't fold because I would talk myself into. By the way, I've already won $2 million. It's pretty good. Yeah. Let's try and win nine. This is how I try and win nine million, right? Okay, let's go. And he got pretty close after busting Joe Cat in the sand. He, he got did. Sec- second place. Yeah. So you agree with me? Yes, you just, I agree to, you just got to put it in. I agree. You have to put it in. I think I don't agree with Joe Cat's play. Yeah. This reminds me a little bit of a hand I just told you about before the podcast, where at my at my table in the main on the bubble, we were like twenty five off the bubble, which means like we're a half an hour away, and we all know it. And play is considerably tightened up. There's people stalling. All these things are happening. And the guy opens under the gun, and uh, a well-known poker vlogger is at my table. He's on the button. He calls, and he's got like 22 blinds. He calls the raise, which already seems a little weird. And the flop is ace-jack three, and the under-the-gun guy continues, and the vlogger calls. Turn is a brick. The under-the-gun guy continues. The vlogger calls. He's now put in half his stack. The river's another brick. Under-the-gun guy goes all in, and the vlogger stands up and walks around and says things like, I don't think I can sleep if I fold this. And I don't know. And eventually folds ace king. And, uh, and it's sort of a, it's not the same, but it's this thing of like, he's trying to do a half measure. Yeah. Of like he's flatting because he doesn't want to go bust on the bubble, but he's putting chips in and he ends up folding top, top. And like, if you're going to fold top, top, you shouldn't be in the pot in this spot. Right. Yeah. With 22 blinds. Sure. So the, the thing I like is, Miles not doing a half measure. Yeah. He went with it. Right. And you just got to like, like you should probably be shoving or folding ace king. If you're on the bubble, the main event here, and you should probably be three bet going with it or not doing, or like, you know, like if you're three betting ace king, five handed for 47 blinds, you just have to go with it. Yeah. But give him a little time to, to think about it. Cause oh, he yeah. probably wasn't expecting 47 blinds to be shoved. Ahead Absolutely. Of no, no. Yeah. I don't mind him thinking about it at all. I think it's totally cool. Um, for him to think about it. I think it's a really tough spot and it sucks, but I think ultimately he made the right decision and I'm, I'm actually impressed that he made the right decision. I would have guessed he wouldn't have. A lot, of, a lot of main event final table players play like error in on the side of tightness, right? Like that happened. We see that year after year. So absolutely. This table was not quite as bad about that. Actually. I agree. Yeah. No, they were, oh, this table was fast. Like most of the decisions were quick Yeah. and they were not tight. Sometimes, Except for way. except for Labatt, who busted first, but like when he was at like eleven blinds, he would no matter what his cards were, he could be under the gun with queen four off. He would tank for like twenty seconds before really? folding, and it's like there's no value in that. That's ridiculous. Why are you doing that? Well, the poker gods got him. Yep, that's what he he gets. What he deserves, I yeah. guess. Um, and you might get what you deserve if you play a nitrogen sports poker room. And I don't know what you deserve, so you better hope you've been good. But if you use the link in the description of this podcast, you get to play with the poker guys. We have a monthly tournament. So let me just get this straight. Just to segue out of the ad for a second. 
So no, we're still on the ad. If you've been good, yeah. then you deserve things. Yeah. So there's this clear connection for you. Yeah, and by it's being good, up, I mean I mean poker good. Like don't make unnecessary tanks yeah. when you don't have to. Oh, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. And if you a- and if you tank unnecessarily, you're gonna lose. Yeah. That's just the way it works. That's how it works. On Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, of course, a Bitcoin-only poker room, casino, and sports book, Grant. That's accurate. It's pretty cool. It means you get your money on fast. You get your money out fast, like an hour and a half to get it out. By the way, it's also free to get it out once a week. And even if you get it out more than once a week, they charge you like 65 cents. It's yeah. 0.1 millibit. It's no nothing. whining. No whining about that. Yeah. Stop it. Anyway. We have that tournament that I mentioned. It's the last Sunday of every month. It is a 0.1 millibit buy-in. We also have a special tournament for just this month mm-hmm. for those who use the link when they sign up. It is a free roll, 100 millibit guarantee, which You're is welcome. the same as our monthly tournament. You don't even have to put in the 0.1 millibits. This time. This time. You don't even have to you. own any Bitcoin. This could be your way to get your first Bitcoins. Yeah, you know? that's true. If you The free monies, come on. Yeah, so come, come and get it by using the link in the description. Get you some. Use the link in the description. All right, we're done. Okay. So let's talk about the next hand, which is probably the most talked about hand at the final table. Uh, maybe one of the most talked about hands at the final table. The pocket threes against three, four hand. I don't know if anyone's talking about it except for us. No, I, we got some tweets about it, actually. Yeah, because remember I, I said yeah. in the last podcast I was disappointed in, in the listeners for not tweeting about the uh, the Joe Cata and uh, John Sin hand. But people yes. tweeted about the three, 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 four hand. I don't know who, but people tweeted about it. And um, we could look it up, but we're not going to right now because we're busy Trying podcasting. to get our, our act together. Yeah. We're podcasting over here. But you know, no one actually officially recommended it. They just asked questions about right. it. So, so why don't you deal. give us a brief rundown of the hand? Let's sure. just talk about Dyer's River decision. Let's not go through, do a whole breakdown. Great. Yeah. Okay. So it's hand number 121. Johnson raised 2.1 million from under the gun. We are four-handed. Let me see. The blinds are still 500,000, 1 million. It gets called by Tony Miles on the button and Dyer in the big blind. Miles with threes and Dyer with three, four of clubs. That is uh, correct. The flop king, king, four, three with two spades. So that's a pretty sick flop. It's like a double up flop for Miles. Yeah. Uh, both Dyer and Sin check. Miles bets 4.3 million. He bets a set there. That's pretty yeah. reasonable. Miles has got to love his spot. Dyer raises to 14.3 million. Sin folds quickly. And Miles considers his options and decides to call. There's no, there's a, it's a rainbow, right? Nope, two spades. Oh, two spades. No, that's, think, that's the important part of this. I think you could ship the threes, but um, I think you could too because of the spades. Yeah. If he has spades, we get to charge him. Yeah. And if he doesn't have his spades, we might have spades. We can have the draws and things like that. Uh, it's hard to come up with very many hands that uh, Dyer can have here. He can have pocket fours that are made hands. Yeah. Pocket fours. King four. King suited. four spades or four X of spades. Maybe five, six of spades. And the, not the not combo king four draws. of spades, any king four. Oh, yeah, you're right. Any king four. That's yeah. true. Although he was playing very, very tight in the big blind, but it was point one to call. Yeah. And he, I hope he was calling king four yeah. there. Anyway. Um, so, so Miles decides to call, even though I agree. I actually expected him to re-raise, and I thought they were going to get it in right yeah. there. They didn't. The five of clubs came on the turn, so that makes a few things come in, but not much. It's very unlikely that either player is 6-7 here. 6-7, ace, deuce, 6-deuce suited. Um, Dyer can have those things. Yes. Dyer can have those things of spades. All those things of spades. Miles could probably have ace-deuce of spades, but not 100% sure. Right. Miles can have ace-deuce of spades. Maybe he can have 6-7 of spades. Yeah. But that's it. There's not too many combos of things to be, anyone to be worried about. Um, Dyer bets 21.4 million. Okay. And Miles calls. 
All right. We expect him to. It's a bit of a scary spot for threes at this point. You're like, I really hope he doesn't have pocket fours. And I really hope he doesn't have a straight. But I guess this is just my time yeah. sometimes. It's really just pocket fours most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I would think this is another opportunity, by the way, to get it all in, to raise right now. Yeah. If the charge, guy has charge spades, the draws. we can charge him. It's okay if he folds. The pot is humongous. And we, we're not putting him on three, four suited here because no. we have pocket threes. But if we knew he had three, four suited, it's definitely better to raise now than have any funky card come off on the river and lose all our action. If he has king four, let's get it in. Yeah. If he's got a straight and he's going to beat us, he's going to get all the chips anyway, probably. Yeah. Like, let's go. But anyway, Miles chooses not to do that. He calls. Okay. Dyer does like to keep betting a lot. Yeah. So. The King of Clubs comes on the river, and that's like a good news, bad news card, I think, for Miles, and that King Ford is now beating us. Yeah. But no, the, the flush doesn't come in, and now we're beating a straight if he had a straight. That's pretty good. Overall, I think it's a good card. Good news for us also, Dyer checks. Miles bets $27 million, and now it's up to Dyer, and here we are. So we got 3-4 on a King-King 4-3-5 board. Actually, I guess it's King-4-3-5 King board to be. With two spades, spades did not come in. And the thing that happened is, let's talk about what he did, and then we'll talk about what we think, okay? Okay. So Dyer insta-called. Yes, he did. With 27 million with bottom two. I have a question before we talk about that. Okay. Should Miles be betting? That was the thing I really wondered about um, a lot. I was wondering if he could get any value at all. Like, it's hard for Dyer to have a king here. Is he really check-raising a king? Is he going to check-raise king-queen and then bet again on the turn? Seems very unlikely. Yeah. Um, And... Maybe he just bet kings on the river anyway then, like if he's got a good king. And if yeah. he doesn't have a good king, he's probably not check-raising. Honestly, it feels like he just has a lot of king four, and he's got a lot of missed draws. Yeah. So I think it's a very reasonable check, at least against an unknown opponent, based on the things that we, you know, based no, on normal assumptions, Dyer even though it's a monster bet, hand. Did not bet the river, so you would expect he would bet king four a lot of the time on the river. I would expect that, unless he's trying to give us a chance to bet our missed draws. Yeah. Because he block, I mean, he blocks, he blocks all the value, like everything, yeah, right. And if misdraws make a lot of sense, and if we have value, we're probably going to bet it anyway. Although, it's a it's a bet fold with threes if we bet, right? Like if he check shoves on us, we just have to fold. I mean, we bet twenty seven million. I don't know that we have much left at that point. I, I don't know. I have to let me see how much we started with here. We started the hand with something like, oh no, no, we had a lot because we just busted Joe Cata. So we got like one hundred and fifteen million to start the hand. So actually, we do have like fifty million. Yeah, left. I think we have to bet fold if he check ships. I on agree. Us. I agree. Um, so that sucks. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's Miles spot, but here we are in the other spot. We're in right. Dyer's spot. And as Miles, by the way, we wouldn't really be expecting Dyer to have a low two pair because we block the threes. Right. So three, four suited is like, oh, well, we're never going to get value from that hand. Well, first of all, you wouldn't think he has it. Second of all, the king paired, you wouldn't expect to get called by it anyway. That's mostly why the yeah. king. Yeah. So it's king four, pocket fours which are slow playing suddenly on the river, which is unlikely, but yeah. possible. I guess he could have a straight, which now he's checking because he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. He doesn't want to like be all in. That's reasonable. And we can try and get value out of a straight. That's kind of it though, right? Yeah, as Miles. And, and it's hard for him to have a straight. He has to have the spades. He but. could have four or five of spades, but that's no longer a big deal because the king's pair. Yeah. You don't so. expect to call out of that hand. No. So we're really trying to get value out of a straight. Yeah. That's it. And that's like one combo, maybe two. Ace-deuce and six-seven. Ace-deuce, six, he, he can have six-deuce also. Okay. Six-deuce of spades, six-seven of spades, ace-deuce of spades. That's it. Yeah. Maybe doesn't. Maybe they don't have to be of spades. He check-raised. Maybe he just had a gutter and decided to check-raise. That's possible. Because Miles bet on the button. Yeah. Let's say he can have all the gutters. So okay. That, that helps. That helps a lot. Because now there's not that... Actually, if that's true, then we're good. Yeah, I agree. Now, the, the more questionable decision is Dyer's call. 
Of course. Because he, he snap calls. Snaps. I th- first of all, million. in a spot like this, let's give ourselves a little bit of time to think before we make the call. It's okay to be like, I'm calling if he bets, and he bets, and be like, okay, I'm going to call, but let me think about it because it's $27 million. I know how much it was. Now I see it's $27 million. Do I really want to do this? And yeah, I found myself doing this a lot in the last month when we were at, uh, in Vegas of like wanting to call right away and stopping myself and sort of like forcing myself to think through the hand before I would put the chips in. Now, I actually understand Dyer's logic here. Me too. He blocks both of the only sets that Miles is supposed to have here because right. there was no three bet preflop. So the King three, four board is where Miles decided to bet 4 million and then call the check raise to 14 million. Yeah. It looks a lot more like a draw, especially because he didn't three bet and he didn't raise the turn. He's got to have king queen, basically, right? That's like the only hand that makes sense as value right now. Yeah, Miles could have king jack probably too, but okay, he might not even call. I mean, he may fold those on the turn, but he maybe may. he can show up with them. Maybe he can show up with those. Um, he might be able to show up with those on the on the wet board. And there is the one combo of threes and the one combo of, of course, fours. of course. But we really don't think those are there, and we definitely don't think pocket fives are there because nope. that came on the turn. No worry about pocket fives at all. So it's hard to think of value. So that's a fair thing. There could be a ton of draws out there. That it's just spades. That's what we're talking about. But at the same point, Miles might fold the spades on the turn. I think he's folding the spades on the turn. He has to have a combo draw to not fold the turn, right? And if he has a combo draw, he has a straight. Well, he could have picked up a combo draw on the turn. He could have like oh, ace, okay. ace six of spades. Okay, you know what? That's true. Yeah. That's true. And then just feel obligated to take a shot on the river, which yeah. is not crazy. But there's But so just combo draws now is what we're down to. That's a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those spots where it's hard to think of the value because we block the, the most significant and obvious value. At the same point, we don't know that much about Tony Miles. I mean, he's just a guy that we're at the final table with. He could be a guy who shows up with a bunch of different Trip Kings combos here. Maybe. I mean, I, Dyer may know and may not know. We just don't know. Yeah. I mean, he may have been playing with him at the several tables along the way the last few days. It's hard to know. It, yeah. But um, but it's possibly doesn't know much about him. I mean, he's played. They're down. They're forehanded at this final table, so he's played at least some with him now. My my impression of Tony Miles really just having seen him play only the final table was that up to this point, he was pretty tight and pretty careful. Yep. he wasn't being reckless with his chips. He eventually became reckless with his chips once he got heads up. But up until then, he really wasn't. So I wouldn't believe that he's going to show up very often with spades here. Yeah, and. From just our individual hand perspective as Dyer, this is a garbage hand at this point. This is a horrible hand. This yeah. is like the bottom of our distribution besides the missed draws. Of the hands that have showdown value, this is the very worst. I mean, the ace, way. X of spades. But we're probably not going to call with that yeah. because we're block spades, which we want them to have. Yeah. So, yeah, this is as bad as it gets, which is a really good reason to at least think strongly yeah. about it before you throw the chips in. We could show up with trip kings here and check. I yeah. don't know how we're going to have trip kings. We're not really going to have trip kings ever. That's but our problem. Yeah. It's so hard for us. Maybe this is his point. Maybe this is Dyer's point is like the line he took, like what value does he have? He is that he checks the river with. I mean, so what miles? I, I know. I'm just starting with that though. <laughs> yeah. for, Cause we're talking about it from a distribution. I was talking yeah. about it anyway, from a distribution point of view, maybe there isn't much else. I mean, he might have, have the four X of spades, which is better straights that he'll, he might check the river with. He has. Yes. Uh, okay. If maybe. he has all the gut shots, like you were saying, then he has a lot of it. Yeah, okay. When the king pairs. He's probably going to bet. In his mind, he's probably betting the river with full houses and straights, though. He's hoping Miles has trip kings and bets, right? Yeah, I guess. Rather than check calling, even though the board paired. Like, he's not putting he's not putting Miles on a set ever. No. So It's a lot not, easier to put him on a set if you have a straight. Yes. Than it, you have two when pair. You block, when you block the yeah. obvious sets, yeah. This is a pretty sick cooler flop, by the way. It is. Um, 
so it's the real problem here is that he didn't give himself a chance right. to fold. I think if he really thought about it, he may have found a fold. I think he's supposed to find a fold, even though I do. I agree with you. I understand spades missed spades make sense. Yeah. As long as he can really have spades on the turn. Now we, we raised to 14 million on the flop. We only bet 21 million on the turn. So in that way we could say he can have it. On the other hand, there's only one card to come and 21 million represents a significant amount of his stack. And sometimes miles is not going to bet spades, by the way, he's going to give up. Right. Right. He's going to just check because it might be, it might look like exactly what it is, which is like, we're checking to call to, you know, stop spades, you know, sorry, bluff catch against spades. Right. This is a problem for Dyer is that it looks like he has showdown value when he checks the river, having taken this line. Like he's often going to keep barreling with, with some of his other hands, maybe not on the King. If he thinks miles has a lot of Kings, but he probably doesn't think miles has a ton of just Kings. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's hard for, I mean, like we said, maybe he can have King queen. Maybe he might play King queen just like this, but of course that doesn't help us. No King queen isn't no good for us. So this is a real problem. We can beat no value of any kind. Obviously. Yeah. We can't, it's possible. We can't beat some of the bluffs, by the way, we he can't, has four X of spades or ace five of spades, right? He may be bluffing the river. Although is he going to bluff on the King pairs? Maybe not. That's not a good bluff card. Like the kids either got it or he doesn't mostly, you know, That's either, a, if he's got king, trip Kings. He's not going to fold. If he, if he can't beat trip Kings, he's going to fold. Hey, how about that? What you just said? Not true. <laughs> I know, but that would be a reasonable thing to think, right? Right. And if you think that you should absolutely fold three, four here. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's your point. Yeah. I thought you were saying the other thing, like he called. Yeah. So he's not folding, but that's, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is where you have to sit back and think, sometimes you have to ask yourself, is this guy really capable of, of a big bluff here? Is he capable of calling the turn in these spots? And then the other, then the second question is, even if you answer yes to those first questions, how much of his range is bluffs is a really important question to ask. Like maybe he's bluffing once in a while, but if mostly he's got value, you still should fold. Yeah. And I would guess based on what I had known of Tony miles, really just watching the final table up to that point is that he mostly is going to have value there. Yeah. From what I've seen, I had seen him play really tight up to that point and careful and not messing around and see betting, but that was it, you know, not screwing around at all. Like being careful. He really cared about all this stuff. So Dyer just, it felt like Dyer just gave away 27 million. I feel like that was a big mistake by Dyer. I think, Miles got lucky that he got called. I, I feel like it was still a bit questionable to bet. I mean, Miles really misplayed this hand. If he three bets the flop, they probably get it in right away. Yeah. He gets the full double. Instead, he gets super lucky to get called for $27 million, And that does, it's still a great pot for him. But instead of getting the full double, he gets, you know, this instead, which is like a nice chip up. He gets yeah. like 60 or $70 million instead of like $140 million. It was a big pot. and it, It's a big pot. It propelled him to get heads up with Johnson. Yes, this was the pot that probably did it for him. Yeah. This, this gave him the chip lead, and then he held the chip lead, I think, throughout the rest of the final table until Sin finally rested it away, like many hours later, um, a day later and many hours yeah, later. Yeah, let's too. talk about the, the final hand okay. of the tournament, in which the heads-up match took 10 hours, by the way. Ugh. I can't imagine how exhausting that would be, having just played so many hours even before heads-up began. Yeah. Went, went till 5 in the morning. I feel you, dog. Um, I was long asleep, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Just between you and me. Yeah. I was I, sleeping. I was not watching. So let's I got I got the data. Oh, you over got here. it right there. I, I got the data over here. Okay, great. All right. We got four million chip big blind now. Wow. Three hundred ninety million in play. That's so. eighty starting stacks. Yeah, there's there's less than eight hundred thousand dollars worth of buy in. <laughs> there's less than a hundred bigs in play at this point. Yeah. 
Uh, Sin has the most of them. He's got not most of them, but he has more. He has 214 million. Miles has 180 million. So it's still close. close. After 10 hours, it's still close. Yeah. I mean, we're really, everyone's, they're both right in this. All right. So crazy. Sin is on the button slash small blind here. He opens to 9 million with King Jack of Clubs. What a beautiful hand to have. So far, so good. Tony Miles does a strange thing. Um, he chooses to three bet queen eight off, which feels like a really easy calling hand. Yep. He also chooses to three bet it to 34 million. Yeah. Which is enormous. Yeah. So what's up? Um, you know how Jackson Pollock has all those cool paintings, like splattery painting yeah. things. And you look and you're like, wow, that's like art, man. But then you see like a little kid who just like takes paint, puts it all over his hands and like, yeah. And you're like, that's horrible. <laughs> I feel like this is more like the kid than the Jackson Pollock here, you know? Yeah, you think he's just doing it because you decided to do it. You like felt like it. It's not. I don't think there's any sort of game theory. He's like, well, I have the Queen of Clubs no, in my hand. Not. That's my three betting hand. And if I had the Queen of Spades, I would make it 19 million. But I have the Queen of Clubs, so I'm going to make it 34. He had already three bet in the same spot, um, Jack four off. I mean, I don't know why he's picking these hands. Like you're supposed to pick hands that flop well. Mm-hmm. Pick ten eight suited. Pick ace three off. Pick yeah. hands that can do something. At least Queen ace three is, off has a blocker. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Pick, pick a bad. Pick a bad king. Pick king four suited. By the way, better suited way better than off. Also, um, at this point, Miles had started three betting, gotten much more aggressive, and his sizing was really out to lunch, as far as I'm concerned. For the last several hours of this, as much I was just reading along on Poker News, but it seemed like he was sizing way too big in spots where he just didn't have to be. And so, like, making it 32 million is a great example of that. Like, 34. 34. It was nine to 34. Like, 26 will absolutely do it. If the guy doesn't have a hand, he's folding. He's yeah. not going to talk himself into calling. He's going to fold 20 to 26 for sure. If he's, got a, if he's got a calling and he's calling for 26 and he's calling for 34, we have Queen 8 off and we're out of position. Why are we making it 34? What are we doing? It feels like so, just going back to not just the sizing, but Queen 8 off is such a good calling hand. It's a clear call. Yeah. It's a clear call. There's so many better hands to three bet. Yeah, I mean, to, to Miles' credit, this is something we say often. Sometimes it feels like the Gordon Veo types yeah. aren't aware that ICM is no longer a factor when your head's up. Mm-hmm. There's just two prizes left. There's right. no more laddering right. up. And as you were saying, Tony Miles was playing a bit more tight, a bit more carefully until they got the heads up. That's actually mm-hmm. how you're supposed to do it. It's, Absolutely. It's good. Opening up is good. But the manifestation of it was not exactly elite poker, it seems. It, like, right. You, you, you don't have to... Choose sizing like this to get the same results with hands where you want folds. What you want to do is just expand your three betting range, expand your check raising range on the flop, be a little bit more bluffy all the way through. You know, that's how you go for it. But you don't like lose your mind. Yeah. You don't play 90% of hands like this. Not that he was doing that, but you don't play like, like he's clearly expanding his, his three betting range way too big when queen eight off and jack four off are in it. Yeah. Out of position against a good player. That's just ridiculous. Have hands with, as Grant said, with blockers. Have hands that flop well. If not, if they're not going to blockers, they have to flop well. They don't have to be perfect, but like you could take six, seven suited and turn into a three bet sometimes. Yeah. That's a cool hand because it's hard to put you on the, the middle, the middling cards when they come out. He's going to give you credit for the aces and the kings and the Broadway cards. So he's often going to fold when you don't have it and call when you do, you know, on, on certain flops. That's pretty cool. It's deceptive, but it also flops well. Queen eight does not. What are you hoping for? Nine, 10 jack? Queen, queen, queen. I mean, there's, there's not a lot here. Right. We're going to flop an eight. And after he calls our three bet, if we get action, it's not good. If we flop a queen and there's a lot of action, it's not good. Yep. Well, now the sizing is big, but it feels like Johnson simply cannot fold a hand as good no. as King Jack of Clubs in position heads up. It's one of these spots where as Johnson, you're like, well, we're just going to miss the flop a lot and have to give up. But 
what are you going to do? It's King Jack of Clubs. It's way too pretty. And he calls. So he the, pot, call. the pot is about 70 million now, and it really didn't have to be that big. No, it shouldn't have been this big. Now, to Tony Miles' credit, most of the time, Sin's going to fold the flop, yeah. right? Deuce, so it's going to work out pretty well for Deuce, Sin a Deuce lot. Deuce nine or, flop. For Miles, yeah. Deuce, Deuce nine flop without two clubs on it. Yeah. Miles gets to win. I mean, ace high, most ace high boards, most queen high boards, <laughs> you know, even one club boards because the, um, the stack to pot is problematic for Sin. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to call without like an open-ended straight draw, overs in the gutter, or a, or a pair. I yep. don't know how we can really call. I guess in a flush draw. So yeah. like something like, you know, 65% of boards, maybe, maybe a little less. 57% of boards, he's just going to give up right away. Now, moving forward, I don't hate the strategy for Miles of three-betting huge if Sin is calling a lot and then folding when he misses on the flop. Right. But we have to bet tiny on the flop for that to be an effective strategy. Correct. Now, the flop is king-king-five. So It's a perfect bet, a perfect flop to bet small. It's two hearts, right? Yeah. King-king-five, two hearts, and that's a good flop for Johnson. He's got trip kings. It is. It's actually a great flop for Tony Miles' range compared yeah. to Johnson's range, though, and a perfect flop to bet small. Because the guy's either got a king or he doesn't. Yeah, and to 70 million, I think you can bet like 18 million. Yeah. By the way, he can have pocket pairs, but these are all things. If he's going to call, you know, 18 million, he's going to call 30 million yeah. also. It's kind of all the same. He's not going to fold two sevens on this flop no matter how much we make it. Right. So let's not make it too much. Let's bet a small amount. Right. It seems beyond obvious. I think 20 million is fine. I think 18 million is fine. Yep. These small, small sizings are going to work just fine. Well, obviously, they're not going to work against Johnson, but they're right. going to work over time. Well, it's going to work in this way, though. We're going to get the same information and save chips. Yep. We're like, oh, he's not folding. Maybe I shouldn't continue to, you know, maybe I should not lose a lot more chips on this board. Let's let's stop the bleeding right now. Yeah. Or you could decide to size it up on the turn. That's fine. But you have more data without having to pay as much, you know? Yeah, I agree. So Miles does bet, but he bets bigger than we wanted. Him yeah. To. He bets 32 million. This is bad. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's less than his three bet, but it's still like it's too big. At least he down bet from the three bet. Yeah, but yeah, this is still just an absurdly large number in a spot where because the stacks are so small compared to the pot, you just don't have to bet this much. If they were 350 blinds deep, you could totally bet this much and that'd be fine. Yeah, but they're nothing close to that. Like stack to pot is already a, a huge disaster for everyone. And when Sin sees this flop, he's got to be thinking, wow, this I can really win. the I can win the World Series right now because yeah. Look how many chips are already in the pot? Look how chips, how many chips we have left. This could really happen. The question for Sin is, should he effectively ship it now or should he just call? I don't see any value in shipping. Yeah, I agree. Like the guy's got queens. If he's got queens, we're probably getting it in anyway. Why would we want to give him a chance to fold? If yeah. he's got us beat, he's never folding. If we've got him beat, we can scare him off. We're in position. We can bet tiny on the turn if he checks. You know, if we call, we can still have two sevens. But if we raise, now we're polarizing ourselves to trip kings or, or nothing, right? Yeah. And we're probably not going to have nothing very often when we raise here based yeah. on how this. So I, I think calling has got to be the right play. I agree. Sin agrees as well. And he calls. Good job, Johnson. Easy, easy decision, honestly. Yeah. But this, this goes back to the sizing, though. If, if it's a tiny bet, he may feel much more, much more like, oh, I have to raise now. You know, I don't think he would. I still don't think you raise, but it's, it at least gives you something to think about. Now it's like, oh, he bet huge. This is a straightforward call. By the way, sometimes I'm beat. <laughs> Once in a while, I'm beat. All right. So there's 134 million in the pot now. It's absurd. What's absurd is the turn. Yeah. The turn is the eight of diamonds. Good card for uh, Tony Miles should 20 be miles. very happy about. He now has an eight. He may have the best hand. He might have the best hand. Johnson could have a pocket pair. He could have a five. He could have ace five suited. He could have hearts. Yep. Uh, here's the thing that's weird. Tony Miles moves in now for 114 million into 134 million. 
Why? I feel like... You know the end of Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Jack Sparrow's fighting with Jeffrey Rush, and they're fighting and they're fighting, and at one point, I think Jeffrey Rush, because they're both immortal at this point, like nothing can kill them, and Jeffrey's like, are we just going to do this till the end of time? Like, what are we doing here? And it's almost like that conversation was happening, and then something happens, and then he's able to kill him or something. I don't remember how it ends. Um, but, like... They were battling back and forth for 10 hours. It was going, it was going to last forever. And then Tony miles is just sort of like, it feels like he just gave up now in his mind. I know he's not thinking he's giving up, right? He's moving in. I think he's trying to like not let the hearts get there. It's, I mean, this can't be a bluff. Nope. This is so, but is, how can it be for value? It can't be value either. I mean, Johnson is going to fold two sevens. It's an equity protecting play. Yeah. That's all it is. And Johnson is deaf. Now he's not, he's also probably folding two nines. Yeah, there's a few ha- a few better hands we're gonna fold out, but Sin that's my absurd- four, nines yes. is getting into four bet territory. I know, I know. He's never just gonna call with two nines. Yeah, he's he's happy to get it in with two nines when we have like less than fifty blinds yeah. each heads up. Of course he is. So two nines isn't even. In- By the way, two sevens may not be in play either because of that. Maybe they are, but maybe not. But that's like close to the borderline, right? So like, what are we doing? This is this is bad. Yeah, because we're not. We need him to have ace eight of hearts and fold when he hits the eight. He's not folding. He might fold. Ace eight of hearts. He might decide to fold. He might. Bet. When we ship it there, he might decide. Okay, to fold. we can hope for that one combo that is ahead of us. That's to fold. the one. We don't have the eight of hearts, right? With the eight yeah. of diamonds, right? So all we're doing is trying to protect against flush draws, which, by the way, might have raised the flop. Yes. Yes. Might not have even called the flop. By the way, we bet so much. Like it's no, we bet thirty-two into seventy. Oh, okay. But how much is left? Like, there's not that much to win. Flush like, draws this goes are, back to what you're saying. Flush draws are not folding the flop. No, no, no. no. Right. But they, I'm saying they're they're probably folding more often than they're calling. They're probably raising or folding much more than they're calling. I guess they're calling sometimes too. They're Just, not folding. It's so much money to put in on a flush draw. But I guess sometimes you're floating. You can see it as a float, right? He's going to check fold a lot on the turn. Yeah. Okay. okay not fine. folding a flush draw. Fine. Crazy. So, but the point is the way to play against a flush draw here is we check. Yes. We can check call. No, I think if we check... This is, and he shoves. If we, we check and Sin shoves, it puts us in a weird spot but where we're kind of forced to call. I think we're forced to call, and that's a perfectly fine way to go out. Yeah, but shipping it is just a game theory disaster. It's horrific. I, we do protect against the flush draws. The flush draws will fold now. This is like the end of Zombieland. No, I'm just Stop kidding. it. <laughs> the uh, flush draws will fold now. Yeah. So that that's good. We knock out the 20% equity. Maybe it, more, actually, because they can have an over. They probably have overs It as doesn't well. matter that we have an eight. I guess we block one of their outs now. Like, the eight of hearts no longer lets them win the flush draws. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so that's good, but... What if he had jack eight of hearts somehow? He can't have that, though. He called... A, we raised, like, 34 million. Yeah. Right? That's the thing. That raise, like, defines his hand as being good, and then our bet on the flop defines his hand again as being very good. And so, like, moving in here is just it's not legit good. game theory disaster. Tony Miles didn't have to be in this spot three betting, which was bad. And then it's fine that you're on the turn with this hand, but, and you, it's fine if you go out on this hand, but you can't go out this way. It's really funny. Like, Tony Miles is supposed to call, the f- call preflop and then check fold the flop. Yep. And, and if Sin decides to check it back in slow play, then Miles is supposed to lose one or two bets. Yeah, he's, he's going to lose, lose like 10 million. Right. Maybe even 15 if yeah. Sin sizes it up. Maybe 20 if Sin yeah. sizes it up. And then Tony Miles still has like 140 million chips or 160 million chips. Yeah. yeah, probably 160 million, even in the worst case scenario, if he just flats the flop. Pre-flop. I'm sorry, flats preflop instead of doing this monstrous three bet. To be fair, they are 
very exhausted. Yes, and they are. It's possible that Miles is like, I need to play high variance because right. I don't think I can stay awake any longer. Yeah, like I just have to try to make That's something true. happen. That's fair. So um, maybe there's that. But still, this is like like you can pick b- better hands to be play a high variance. That's all. Yeah, like, there's so many like take Ace Three suited and do that. Right. Like fine. That's way better. Well, that is how Johnson became our new main event champion. Yeah. And uh, won me 80 bucks. By the way, Johnson tanked for like three or four minutes with the Trip Kings after Miles moved in in a spot which, well, like, you were, like, remember, you're like, oh, he's going to call it the Ace Eight of Hearts for yeah. sure. Like, he thought for a really long time, considering the strength of his I hand. I guess Miles' Miles line is so bizarrely strong looking that it is scary. It's like, I, I mean, but you're never folding. I mean, what are we losing to? We're losing to exactly Ace, King, and King, Queen, right? Yeah. And I guess Sets. pocket eights, yeah. which would have bet. Maybe, maybe not even. I don't know if he's going to bet pocket eights. Five's on full like and eight's full. Yeah. The whole thing just seems. And would he bet this big with those, with those super strong hands? I don't know that he would. I don't think he would. Like he's trying to get value, right? Yeah. Like he, when he had the full house, three full of kings against Dyer, he bet 27 million on the, on the river, right? He didn't move in. Yeah. That's different. It's different. It's, we're no longer in ICM territory here, but still just seems like. Doesn't pass the smell test. So I'm surprised. I am surprised Sin took as long as he did. It's fine that he took as long. It's a $3.8 million decision. Yeah. If you're ever going to take, if you're ever going to knit roll, this is the time to knit yeah. roll. Where and you're to like, be clear. okay, I have to be really sure about my decision here, even mm-hmm. though it seems obvious to me, but I'm tired. Right. And this is a decision for more money than I've ever seen in my life. Right. Like, let's just take a moment. Right. Yeah. Which is fair. It's totally fair. It's reasonable. And by the way, to be clear, it's a knit roll, not a slow roll. Yes. A slow roll is when you call and then don't turn your hand over for a while when you have the best hand. Right. A knit roll is when you have a hand that you're always calling with and you take a long time to call anyway. Not, not to be a jerk, but because you you're want a little sure. afraid you're... Yeah. Be- like Phil Helm, you famously knit rolled the guy with kings on, uh, on uh, the one with the loose cannon. The oh. big game. Yeah. Remember where it was like, Against Ace Nine, yeah, ten nine nine, and the guy with Kings went all in, and, yeah. and he had Phil Hummuth had Ace Nine and thought for a while yeah. about it, and everyone gave him trouble about it. And he's like Doyle, you know, you know, I think he has pocket tens here. You know, I think this way. And then Phil ended up losing three out of four runouts, right? Amazingly, yeah. Somehow, Phil ran really bad on that show. Yeah, that was great. It was great. Uh, <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think we're done talking about the main event now. Hey, um, I think the next podcast we do, I'm going to do a little Phil Hummuth rant. All right. Because I just Can't realized wait. I haven't done one, and I'm going to do one. I got one. I That's got, good. I've always, I got been, I've always been more anti-Phil Hummuth. This is a preview. I've always been more anti-Phil Hummuth and Jonathan. I've used the word hate before when talking about Phil Hummuth. Yes. And Jonathan's always like, that's taking it too far. Right. And I'm like, I think I actually do kind of hate him. And recently, Jonathan has come to my side. I've really, I've really crossed over. Yeah. I've so embraced the darkness. Welcome. Welcome to the side. <laughs> so, yeah, I've completed my training. <laughs> so get, get ready for that, people. That'll be fun. Yeah. We'll see you next week.